Hi, my name is Ellie and welcome to my podcast in the highs and the lows. This podcast is a really cool opportunity for me to get to go on and talk with my friends about what God is doing in our lives because I truly believe that even though we are young, we have the impact to go and help as many people as we can and that's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, I'm so glad you're listening and I'm really excited for you to tune into this new episode. So go ahead and start listening right about now in the highs and the lows today i have leon hi or i meant leon. to i meant to have you say your own name oh hi i'm leon okay uh tell us a fun fact fun fact about myself yeah or just i mean it could be in general it, like, you yeah, could do two one general in fact. general and one i do, have, I do have a fun fact okay tell many me. people or some some of your listeners may know this but there is an f-35 that went missing like it's a fighter jet mm-hmm. the according to like the news and like stuff the the pilot ejected from the jet and is good. He's good. Okay. Or she, good. I'm not sure if it's a male or female. Yeah. But the jet, they're trying to retrieve it, but they have no clue where it is. Interesting. So they have, and this happened, this is still like ongoing now. It's oh, somewhere in South happen? Carolina. I think yesterday or today. Okay, somewhere. cool. Oh, that's in here, here in South Carolina? It's, it's, it's in South Carolina somewhere, but they don't know exactly where the jet is. They need to retrieve the jet. Interesting. Is there yeah. that much in South Carolina that people just don't live in? No, it. it's just, I don't know. That's that's the thing. Just like, how do you not know where a jet is? That it's is, a jet. That's so confusing. Okay, I've also, okay, so first in context for viewers and for you, mm. Charleston is literally the only place in South Carolina I've ever been. Okay. Um, I moved here like a month and a half ago. Okay. And I've lived in Texas and I've lived in Seattle and nowhere else. Um, so I have never been like out into South Carolina. So mm. I just, is it just like farm fields and people just aren't in that area? Like, <sighs> Yeah, so like. I would say like the main three areas of South Carolina would, or just maybe four. You have upstate, which is like Greenville okay. area, Spartanburg. That's like, where Clemson is. That's where Clemson is. Upstate. Okay, cool. And okay. you have like Anderson University and North Greenville University, those okay, Christian cool. schools in the state. Okay. And then you have Columbia, which is in the center of the state, which is the capital. Okay. Yes. That's where USC is. You, okay. The University of South Carolina. Yes. That's a nice little city. And then you have Charleston. So like they call okay. it Charleston, the Citadel. And then us. CSU. Yeah. Trident Tech, and then you maybe have Myrtle Beach as well, which is yes, okay, n- north from where we are in Charleston. Yes, I've seen that on a map. Yes, so okay. those are like the main four big cities or four big areas, I guess okay. you could say. Everything in between those cities are just small pockets of country. So just okay, like, so like, like a bunch of small towns. Yes, okay. that's really it. Yeah, okay. it's a bunch of small towns, a bunch of random weird people with tractors and Bud Light everywhere. Yeah. Interesting. Practically. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That sounds really fun. It sounds really scary when you're driving through it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like what Texas is like too. Okay, tell us a fun fact about you now instead of just in general. <sighs> okay. Um, a fun fact about Leon. That's a really good. That's a really good question. I don't know. Um, I make everybody on the podcast answer it unless I forget. Except I don't think I've ever actually answered it, but that's fine. So should I ask you afterwards? No, no. Okay. Anyways, um, fun fact about Leon. I play the saxophone. Like for band or do you mm-hmm. just, oh, okay. I, Are you on the band here? Mm-hmm. Oh, not, I didn't know that. Not the marching band though. I'm oh. only in the winter ensemble, which is like, I guess classical okay. music. And then oh, I'm okay. in the jazz band. Oh, well. that's pretty sick. Yeah. I played for nine years. And I guess this is my fun fact. I actually played clarinet in fifth and sixth grade. I actually play like four different instruments. 
Really? So the guitar that's in the background in the intro of this podcast is it's all me. Really? So if you hear a mistake, that's why. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. There is definitely a mistake in the yeah. intro. If you hear it, you can hear me hit a wrong note. But I, <laughs> but I had recorded it like seven or eight times by then, and really? I was like, I'm not redoing it. Yeah. So it's just like that. So like, so like I'm, I'm guessing it was hard chords. Um, no, no, it was not. I just am not that good. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I wish. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm just not that great. But it's okay. It's fine. Yes. I've never been on a worship team or anything, so there's no pressure. Me neither, bro. Um, okay. What are we talking about today? Talking about this good old man named Paul. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never heard of him. It'd be all of, of the background details. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Paul is this biblical character. Okay. Um, in the New Testament. Oh, and okay. The second half. Yes. So mm-hmm. he wrote a lot of the New Testament books that we have now okay. from like Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Yeah. If I had to take a guess, I already said that I don't know who he is. But if oh, I had to take crap. a guess, it's two thirds. Yes. If around, I had to take a guess. If you had to take a de- a, 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 a educated yeah. guess, it yeah. would be around two thirds of, of the New Testament was written by this man. Yes. Um, it's all inspired mm-hmm. by the Spirit of God. Yes. And yeah, and he has a very interesting story. Very, very interesting story. Interesting. Um, I guess we can dive into that. So, Paul wasn't always named Paul. Oh, Paul was changed. named Saul. Okay. For majority of his life, or for okay. the first little bit of his life, um, okay. he was born as a Jew, as a Hebrew by blood. Okay. Which means that he followed the religion of Judaism. Yes. And he was a Roman citizen. Mm-hmm. I think he was born in Turkey. Very interesting mm-hmm. guy. Very mm-hmm. interesting guy. And he was like. A lot of people will call him a Jew amongst Jews. Mm-hmm. So he was the Jew. So like he was the guy. Con- he was that guy. Kind of yeah. like you see somebody walk around. It's like he's that guy. Yeah. Paul was that guy. Yeah. Okay. For the Jews. Yeah. Yeah. He was a Pharisee amongst Pharisees. Pharisees are this yeah. religious group we see in the New Testament mm-hmm. that actually was one of the main reasons why Jesus was crucified in, in the New Testament was because of this group. Yeah. So it was Paul, a group that were yeah. so invested in the in the law that they mm-hmm. became like legalistic legalistic yeah. and they were so like it's intensely following the law that their mm. heart wasn't actually following the law just mm. the actual rules were following the law exactly by law i mean torah mm. not law like roman law i yeah. mean law like law that god gave like the, the mosaic law people. Yes. yes yeah so paul was that guy he was mm-hmm. a jew amongst jews a pharisee amongst pharisees yeah. he knew his stuff and he followed it mm-hmm. almost to a t yeah i'll say almost because he's not perfect yeah. Well, I mean, he thought otherwise, but he thought otherwise at, yeah. at least at the very beginning. Yeah. And um, so yeah, that's 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 Saul. Mm-hmm. Saul, okay. who we call him Paul now because yeah. the name changed. Yeah. And I, I guess we can get into like why his name was changed. Probably. Yeah. Go, go right ahead. Okay. So you can see. Open your Bibles, I guess. The Acts yeah. chapter nine. Or if you're driving, don't open your. Don't Bible. open your Bible if you're driving. Then just listen. Just listen in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Acts chapter nine, something magical. Happens. Something amazing happens mm-hmm. to this man named Saul. So I guess I'll read the first six verses of Acts chapter 9. Um, but Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus so that he, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now he, now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. 
but rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. So I really, really need to die, probably break that down a little bit. Right? Yeah, a lot so, just happened in those A lot verses. just yeah. happened. A lot just happened. So Saul was a Jew among Jews, as, as we mentioned before. He was following the law to a T, which means mm -hmm. that he, at first he hated Christianity because it seemed so countercultural to what he was doing before. Yes, and so, it was mm -hmm. like... Heretical. Yes. Yes, that He's, is the correct word. He thought it was unorthodox, basically. Yes. Um, he thought it was heretical, blasphemous, mm -hmm. because people were saying that this man was God, who is Jesus, who is God in the flesh, as we can see in John chapter 1. Mm -hmm. But he was seeing this from like the lens of, no, we have to follow the law of God for justification, yes. to be made right with God. Exactly, yeah. Um, and these Christians were following Christ. Mm-hmm. Who, which is not what the law which is says. not what the which is exactly which they were he was living a legalistic life mm -hmm. they were living a life of faith yes. faith in the one who can declare you as righteous if you put your trust in him mm -hmm. so saul was basically saying well this seems bla like blasphemy so i'm going to kill them because the law tells me to do so mm -hmm. so what he was doing was he was going around persecuting the church of christ yeah which is the body of believers mm -hmm. in this time and who we are now we're also yeah. the church Mm -hmm. um so saul was killing these people like literally he was stoning yeah. them beating them up doing anything he could to getting them to, to be like, crucified yeah all the fun stuff all the fun stuff i mean yeah. it, they literally he wrote letters to the synagogues at damascus so that if he found any belonging to the way christ yeah man or woman he might bring them bound to jerusalem to kill them mm -hmm. to murder them yeah um and so yeah so like he was murdering christians he was murdering mm -hmm children of god because he thought it was right straight up genocide i i feel like we need to title that better he's genociding mm -hmm. is what he's doing to an entire people group we see that in today's soldier as well yeah. and when that happens in today's culture people get mad and they're like how dare you genocide that and at this time it's just like everybody who is not part of the way is saying no genocide them more mm -hmm. so not only is saul doing these things, but he's also popular for doing these things, which I think is something that we don't think about a lot. It's the fact that like nowadays, if you're going and you're killing a bunch of people, you're not going to be popular. Mm -hmm. But in this time, these people were like some of the worst, the worst, because yeah. they're like blasphemous to God. Like even now I can think of like ideas that are blasphemous to God. I would never kill them, but I'm not a fan of mm -hmm. what they would say about God. And they have that same opinion, except they're wrong. Yeah, um, exactly. So it's kind of a crazy situation going on now because yes. like, he is genociding people, and people are okay with it unless those people are followers of Christ, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is crazy. And then we can see something awesome happen in his life. So yeah. we can see in verse 4, or verse 3, actually. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And now I guess I can read verse 4 as well. Mm -hmm. And falling to the ground, who was Saul, Saul fell to the ground. He heard mm -hmm. a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So we are going to not assume, but from context and also from uh, verse two, uh, his, uh, th this verse says, so that if he found any belonging to the way, Jesus claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life in John 14, verse six. So when Paul was writing letters to basically persecute the church of Christ, to persecute people, that, people who were belonging to the way, he was persecuting people who were Christian, who were following mm -hmm. Jesus. Because Jesus claimed to be the way and the truth and the life mm -hmm. in John 14. Yeah. So Paul, or Saul in this context, Saul heard a voice from heaven and mm -hmm. a light shone around him. Yeah. And we are going to say that this voice that he heard was the way, 
in verse two. It yeah. was Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus appeared to Paul yeah. in these verses. Mm -hmm. And he asked Paul or Saul, sorry, why are you persecuting me? I love how Jesus says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Because technically he was persecuting the church, but Jesus says he's persecuting me. And I like how Jesus is mm -hmm. so closely related to his church, like a husband is to his bride. Yes. So if a husband sees his bride getting beat up, the husband's going to step in and try to stop the people from beating up his wife. Yeah. That's what, this is what Christ is kind of doing for us. Like mm -hmm. Christ is saying, I closely relate to my bride who is the church. Yeah. And I love them because I die for them. Mm -hmm. So, so stop killing my children. Yeah. Stop killing like, the people that I'm saying. Stop. Like, stop. Yeah. And Saul in verse five says, and he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. So mm -hmm. Saul was like, what's happening right now brother like yeah. well, what is what's going on you're not supposed to be like actually god though like no. why are you talking to me right now you're no. supposed to be very dead at this mm -hmm. point yes and jesus was like i am jesus whom you are persecuting so jesus wrecks his man's life yeah out of nowhere it's appeared in the middle of all this persecution middle of all the wrong things oh my gosh I got and <laughs> sorry um, people just walked by <laughs> and 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 jesus just disappeared he was yeah. like hey brother Stop, because you're like, murdering my seriously people, quit it, and man. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, and I love that. And mm -hmm. then we can see that Christ commands him to rise, enter the city, and you will be told what to do. Um, I'm not sure if we should go on. I mean, we probably could. Uh, I mean, it's your call. That's fine. But <laughs> so we see that Jesus radically changes his man's life. And we yes. can see also later, I guess I can give a summation of the chapter. Yeah. Saul's name is changed to Paul. Mm -hmm. because of the conversion that Saul had mm -hmm. from Judaism to Christianity. Yes. So yeah. Jesus changed his name. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful like, illustration. And mm -hmm. then Paul is uh, radically changed by the work of the Spirit and by seeing Jesus bodily mm -hmm. in the flesh appear to him and tell these words to him. And then Paul goes on and starts writing all these beautiful books mm -hmm. for God, for God's glory, so that people can come to repentance. Mm -hmm. I love that. Younger Something that I love is mm. that's why I covered my attitude. Yeah. But um, I love it. So you, we see Saul go blind mm -hmm. from this. Um, yes. yes, that's yes. why I covered yes. my eye. Yes. We see him go <laughs> blind, and he's blind. I think for three days. I haven't read this recently, so mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Is it, it is three, for days? three days? Okay, yes. cool. Yes, three days without sight. Uh, verse nine, and for three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Mm -hmm. So Jesus literally takes away his sight, and I like. I don't know. When I am trying to spend time with God, the number one thing that distracts me is looking around. Mm -hmm. Like I'm looking around and I see people walking by or I see like even just like wind blow and leaves move a little bit. Like mm -hmm. that is the number one thing that distracts me. And Jesus says, no, I'm taking away your sight. Meaning yeah. there is no distraction. Mm -hmm. You are forced. Like if you can't see for three days and you just had this huge spiritual moment, you are forced to literally sit in it because there's not things you can see to distract you. Mm -hmm. You are sitting in that. It's like sitting in a room in the dark. Like exactly. you are just forced to think about it and mm -hmm. it's like why do you think people cry when they go to sleep it's because exactly. you're forced to sit in the dark and yeah. you can't get distracted anymore mm -hmm. so he is forced to grapple with this huge change in his life like he went from being a per persecutor to, of christians mm -hmm. to being someone who now realizes that, like jesus is the way he mm -hmm. is the truth he is the light just like these people have been preaching mm -hmm. and it's this huge miraculous transformation yes and he's quite literally forced to sit in it mm -hmm. which i don't think i've ever done yeah. <laughs> like I don't know if I've ever forced myself to just sit down and just like think about it. Like, obviously I thought about what Jesus has done for me and like, I have a relationship with him and all these things, but like 
all I have to do, I just shut off the lights, shut up. Like I cover my eyes and I just think about it. Mm -hmm. Like I just spend time with Jesus. I yeah. think that's so crazy. Yeah. Like I love how you like mentioned, like he was literally forced mm -hmm. to sit and think about what he just experienced for three yeah. entire days. Yeah. Like that's life changing. And he sat there and was just reminiscing, reminiscing, reminiscing. Like I just mm -hmm. saw the Lord of the people who I was just persecuting appear to me. And I, and like my life is radically yeah. changed. Like I read this commentary a few days ago and it said, this is a summation of it. This is not like word for word, but mm -hmm. it was basically like how, like when you're converted, it's like spiritual dynamite. Yeah. And the Lord plants the spiritual dynamite in your heart cavity mm -hmm. and explodes it. So it explodes your heart of stone and yeah. it gives you a heart of flesh. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's new creation. That is mm -hmm. conversion. And this is exactly what okay. Paul went through. Yeah. Paul went through a spiritual explosion. Like not only like spiritually, but literally, like literally mm -hmm. Christ just came out of nowhere and the yeah. light, which is everywhere. Yes. So like he saw the risen Lord. He experienced his amazing transformation. And we mm -hmm. can see later on how the Lord like really used him for his glory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I love like almost a parallel you can draw from that three days. It's like, I don't know. Okay. So we don't know for sure if Saul, Paul, mm. you know, same guy is any of the Pharisees that we see in like John, for example, John yeah. really focuses in on that. And um, we don't know if he is, but um, we know he has similar actions because we see people try and kill Jesus several times, specifically in John. I've been going through John recently. Mm. Um, they, they love to try and kill Jesus. It's yeah, one of their favorite the pastimes. Um, and we know Saul is one of those people as well. But um, we do know that, like, he knows the story of Jesus. Like, if he's out persecuting Christians, he knows that Jesus died on a cross. Mm -hmm. And the story is, whether or not he believes it, that he died for three days and then rose again. Mm -hmm. Saul is blind for three, three days. days. So you have to think mm -hmm. about, first of all, the last thing that you saw was Jesus. Mm -hmm. So your eyes get shut. You can't see anything. Well, I don't know if they were shut. But he's blind. Same mm -hmm. thing. Same idea. Um, you can't see anything for three days. Okay. The last thing that you were thinking about is Jesus because that's the last thing you saw. And then on top of it, you like, if it were me, I would start to draw this three day parallel because mm -hmm. it's like, oh crap. Like I, like, I don't know if he did it, but like his people did it. Mm -hmm. His people killed God. Mm -hmm. And it's like, now he has to sit in these three days of blindness and it's, it's crazy. It's just, there's so many interesting things that you can dig into that because it's just, it's so fascinating. It is insane. And I wanted to like also go to the book of Galatians. To also, this is like Paul himself writing um, to the church in Galatia. In chapter mm -hmm. one of Galatians, he talks about kind of like his testimony in a little bit. Like he kind of gives like gives a testimony, um, gives his testimony to the church so that the church kind of can hear him and like believe him and believe what he's saying as an apostle of Christ because he's seen the risen mm -hmm. Lord and now he's commissioned to go out and preach to the Gentiles. Yeah. So I'm gonna read. Galatians chapter one, verse 13, until I stop probably. Um, okay. and I'll, yeah, so uh, verse 13, for you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my father. I'm gonna read verse 15 and probably- Probably up to 17. Probably the 17, yeah. Um, but when he, who had set me apart for I was born and uh, who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with anyone, 
Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. You can see in Acts 9, where mm -hmm. he was going to Damascus originally. Yep. So I love, 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 love Paul for mentioning his testimony. I'm pretty sure there's other parts in his letters also, in some of his letters to like the Romans or even to the Corinthians, where he probably talks about things mm -hmm. like this, but this is the first like section of scripture that really caught my attention. Um, when it comes to like his testimony, like what he went through, like, mm -hmm. like, like he was again, that guy, he was advancing so, 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 so many, um, yeah. like beyond many of my own age is what he's saying. He was advancing in, Ju in Judaism beyond many of my own age. Like, he was passing people that probably practicing Judaism before he was even alive. Yeah. And he was just going ham. He was that, he was that guy. He was yeah. so extremely zealous for the, the traditions of his fathers. And being like this this self-righteous guy who was following the law even though he could not do it perfectly and then in verse 15 we can see what really happened in acts 9 mm -hmm. what 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 really 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 happened but when yeah. he who had set me apart before i was born so 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 even though paul was a persecutor of the church of christ in acts 9 or even before acts 9 and we can see that how he was you know, killing Christians, murdering God's beloved children who Christ died for. Mm -hmm. He was already set apart before he was even born. Yeah. That's beautiful. Like God knew that Paul would do the things he did, mm -hmm. yet he still set him apart for a purpose and a plan. Yeah. I think that's really, really, really beautiful. And then he who called me by his grace. So God called Paul. You can see this. Jesus revealed himself to Paul as the son of God who mm -hmm. came to redeem the world from sin. Mm -hmm. God called him by his grace, by his amazing grace. I'll sweep the sound. He called <laughs> him by his grace. And God was pleased to reveal his son to, to him. Like, mm -hmm. you can see this in Acts 9. Mm -hmm. Jesus came to Paul, or mm -hmm. to Saul at the time, and completely wrecked his life for yeah. the glory of God. In order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. So after his conversion, Saul to Paul, Mm -hmm. three days blind to now seeing this mm -hmm. Paul was ordered by Christ commissioned by Christ to preach the gospel message to the Gentiles and that's a beautiful beautiful transformation and I love that mm -hmm. so if you want to add anything yeah um well I just want to go into like okay so our theme for this series is despite mm -hmm. um and it's like despite something about whoever you are, whoever this character is, mm -hmm. God still uses them. And I think that verse is really a great verse because it's like, despite the fact that Saul was murdering, despite the fact that he was um, so caught up by the law that he almost forgot the heart behind it, mm -hmm. despite all these things, that doesn't stop God from using him at all. Um, and I think that that is so, so cool. Sorry, that's my friend Amelia. I'll cut this out. I can't. Okay, she's just going to stand there. Um, <laughs> So, um, I'll, I'll cut that out. Okay. It's, it's like 23 seconds in 23 minutes ish. Um, okay. So despite like all of these things about Paul, about Saul, that does not stop God from using him at all. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to application, it's also like, like if he can't be stopped, mm -hmm. like what's going to stop us. And then I also want to bring up, um, Acts 9, 26, okay. um, which is Saul in Jerusalem when Saul goes and he meets the apostles for the first time and the disciples for the first time. Um, and it says, and when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples and they were all afraid of him 
where they did not believe that he was a disciple. And I think that is so good because despite what Christians thought about him, Mm -hmm. because I mean, like you've heard the like phrase church hurt. It is a huge, huge thing. And it's like, yes, what Saul did was absolutely horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, they had, I would be cautious too, but like they are straight up afraid of him. Like it says they are afraid of him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, despite what people say about Saul and how people were afraid of Saul, that doesn't stop Saul from a endlessly pursuing people. Mm-hmm. You can see like throughout the fact that he wrote two thirds of this book of the new Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, he is clearly like pursuing people over and over and over again and pursuing churches over and over and over again. So I think like going into that church hurt idea, like despite how you've been treated at church, first of all, that means you need to find a new church. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that you need to abandon Jesus. You need to abandon church altogether. That means that your church might not fully exemplify the gospel awesome. Mm. Um, You need to realize, A, they're humans. They're not going to. That's not the purpose. Um, And B, if it's not a good spot, it's not a good spot. Go to a new church. Don't stop going. Mm. Go to a new church. Um, And then continue to pursue people continually. There is no reason to stop. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, going based off of Acts 9, verse 26, I mean, in verses... uh, of in Galatians chapter one, it it, it, it kind of like flip flops. Like he kind of mm-hmm. talks a lot. Well, Luke is writing the book of Acts, and then yeah. we can see how Paul talks about it a lot in Galatians chapter one, verse twenty two. It says, "And I was still unknown in person to the churches in Judea that are in Christ." So probably mm-hmm. the parallel there was Acts nine twenty six. Yeah. Um, and then verse twenty three of of Galatians one, uh, they only were hearing it said, "He who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy." Verse mm-hmm. 24, and they glorified God because of it. Yeah. So we can see how, like kind of what you were saying, like these churches and these people were afraid of Paul. I mean, yeah. as anyone would, imagine you see a murderer like of the faith, come yeah. to faith in Christ, but still, it's, 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 of course, it's beautiful. I love that. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful trans- like transformation, mm-hmm. but it's scary because this man used to persecute me. Yeah. This man used to persecute my brothers and sisters in Christ. This guy used yeah. to kill my brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure there was probably some animosity, of course. There was probably some yeah. spite. Like, no, this guy killed my my one of my best friends, right? Yeah. Or this person killed a brother and sister in Christ. Like, how can we bring them in? But it's not about us, right? It's about what the Lord has done in the life of Paul. Mm-hmm. And I love that verse 24 or verse 23 of Galatians 1. They only were hearing it said, he used to persecute us, not preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And mm-hmm. they glorified God because of me. I love that. Yeah. Like they glorified God because they saw that a lost person was now found. And now mm-hmm. he's preaching the same exact gospel that he tried to destroy once before. Yeah. It's a beautiful transformation. I love Absolutely. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess um, going into like nowadays, like how, mm-hmm. how can we look at Paul, right? Mm-hmm. Who, again, was so zealous yeah. in Judaism, who yeah. loved God's law so much so that he became legalistic. Yeah, he started loving God's law instead of God. Yes. Like, it's crazy. And he didn't have faith in God. He had faith in mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. So until Jesus radically changed his life mm-hmm. for the cause of the gospel. Yeah. And then God used him for his glory, even to the point where he set him apart before he was even born. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for us Christians today? I yeah. think that this means that, now, of course, we're not Paul. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're Ellie, I'm Leon. We're yeah. not Paul. Yeah. But I think that this Bible that we are reading is active and living, right? 
Oh, like 100%. Hebrews, yeah. Hebrews says that and all scripture mm-hmm. is breathed out. All scripture mm-hmm. is inspired. All scripture is, is able to teach and mm-hmm. hold accountable and mm-hmm. to preach. I think all of these things, the Lord can use us mm-hmm. and our unworthiness and our guiltiness and our disgustingness. Mm-hmm. He can still use to bring people to repentance. He can still use yeah. us, For us sure. sinful people, just how he did Paul, mm-hmm. to still show people the grace of God. Yeah. And he calls us to that in Matthew 28. He says, mm-hmm. go therefore make and make disciples all, of all nations. Like mm-hmm. he commands us to make disciples, to make disciples, to make disciples, and disciple mm-hmm. them, and disciple them, and disciple them, and continue that process, even though none of us are worthy of that call. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful, that's, God is so beautiful. Yeah. And he uses oh unworthy yes. people for his cause. And we can see that mm-hmm. so evidently in Paul. Yeah. Yeah. That, and it's like, I feel like, a lot of the times I'll hear people use the excuse, oh, like, God wouldn't use me. Mm-hmm. It, like, there's a million different excuses, but, like, my past is too bad. Or, like, that's what I hear a lot. Or this doesn't directly connect to Saul's as much. But um, I hear a lot of people say, oh, I grew up in the church. I don't mm-hmm. have a ton to tell people. Like, I, I know the Bible, but, yeah. like, my story isn't life-changing. Um, and I think that's fascinating because every single story where God changes something is worthwhile it yes. is going to be lives like yes god meeting you where you're at and mm. god coming to see you and god saving you and jesus saving you from those sins mm. that is beautiful that whether is. you meet jesus at eight years old in the church with your parents mm-hmm. or whether you meet jesus at 18 walking home from bar yes i don't know whatever it means that is a beautiful thing beautiful. and i think we see that in saul a lot like we see like that galatians verse you're speaking like we see that that's beautiful mm-hmm. and we see that that's beautiful because God has a part in it, and there is no place that God is that is not beautiful. Exactly. I think that's really, really good. That's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is this is a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have another final point? Um, a, a final point, I guess I would would say is, do not be afraid. Right. That's good. Um, to let the Lord use you in the capacities where He's blessed you. He's gifted mm-hmm. us all with something. Yeah. That could be. That could be, like ministry that could be uh mus- music that can be uh whatever it, mm-hmm. it, whatever gift that can be you cooking food yeah the lord can use these gifts and talents that you have for his glory that's why he gave mm-hmm. it to you we're made to glorify god in the first place that's mm-hmm. why we're created we messed that up and jesus had to come and fix it yeah but now that we are justified before a holy god mm-hmm. and we're going through the, sanct- the sanctification process by the power of the spirit and one day we'll be glorified but in this process right now, if you have believed in Christ Jesus, get discipled, join yeah. the church, and get plugged in, and mm-hmm. watch how the Lord uses you and your unworthiness. Like yesterday, for example, I guess a personal testimony. I guess yesterday, I just preached my first sermon, which is crazy. Yay! Um, <laughs> it's crazy, and I'm gonna be super vulnerable here, and I'm gonna shut up after a little bit. It's almost eight o'clock tonight. But anyways, it's all good. Um, yesterday, I preached my first sermon. I'm at. I'm doing an internship with the college ministry at a church down here in Charleston. Mm-hmm. And I really, really, really love it. And I had the opportunity to preach out of Romans 1, uh, oh, nice. verse 16 and 17 yesterday. Yeah. And I was so nervous. Like, I mean, I was like, man, I don't feel called. I feel unprepared. I mm-hmm. could have prayed more about this. And and even when I got up there and I went through the sermon, I don't really remember everything I said. But, you know, I'm glad that the Lord used me. Now, there, of course, there are times where and there are things I can work on and the Lord's going to help me through this process and grow me more into, mm-hmm. you know, a better preacher for his glory. Yeah. Um, but even in those moments where I feel like the Lord didn't use me or I didn't do my best, the, mm-hmm. the Lord still used me for something. 
Yeah. And he's still going to continue to use me for, for something. Even when Satan is in my head trying to discourage me from continuing mm -hmm. in ministry and I'm going through some heavy spiritual warfare, the Lord is still good. And he's still yeah. capable of getting his point across, even through me, a guy who mm -hmm. struggles with overthinking and and, and self-doubt and sometimes mm -hmm. even self-hatred. Like yeah. these things, the Lord can really use mm -hmm. for his glory. He uses your weaknesses to show how strong he is. And I love yes. that. So don't yeah. be afraid to get plugged in. Don't be afraid to use the gifts that the Lord has blessed you with mm -hmm. according to his word. Yeah. So be in your word, be in prayer about it, get plugged in with the local church, a good gospel-based local church, and let the Lord use you. So I think that's, that's, that's all I have to say. Yeah. yeah, and I would even say on top of that, don't be afraid of doing those things. I would say be afraid of not doing those exactly. things. Yeah. Like God calls us to go be in community. We should be with other believers. We should be being discipled, like all these things. We should be discipling. Mm -hmm. If we're not doing those things, we should be afraid because we're supposed to fear God. Do we really have any like healthy fear of God if we're not even obeying what he says? Mm -hmm. That also ties into baptism. If you believe in Jesus and have accepted him as your Lord and Savior and you have not been baptized, that is the first thing he asks you to do after you meet Jesus is to go and get baptized. Mm -hmm. It's not like like saving you or anything but what it is 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 an act and a declaration of faith and it's a way that you can obey god the minute you get saved so if you are not saved if you are saved sorry if you are saved um and you are not baptized go get baptized if you are saved and you are not plugged into a church go plug into a church this sunday it doesn't even have to be this sunday you could go into a church when they're open and go talk to a pastor and ask about it you mm -hmm. could straight up i guarantee they're going to want to talk to you especially if you are not in a church um if you are plugged into a church and have been baptized. If you are not discipling people, you are not doing what God calls you. It's time to go start out and discipling. We see that with Saul. The minute Saul gets transformed, we see the rest of Acts is Saul's journeys. We see Acts go to ABC, all these places. We see him go on three different travels. I forgot, but I know it's, he went on I'm a lot of About 90% sure it's three. Um, so we see him go on three different journeys throughout this, and he just continually is preaching the gospel. He gets plugged in with the disciples, after meeting Jesus, he gets baptized, and then he just goes out and he disciples. Mm -hmm. If you are not discipling, time to get on that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, okay. For sure. Cool. Amen. Yeah. Well, this thank was, you so much for being on the podcast. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so thankful that you asked me. Even though I procrastinated a lot, I'm just very, very, yeah, very it's happy okay. that it's happening. Maybe, maybe you can come back on and you could not procrastinate that. Yes. Time. Yeah. For certain. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's okay. I procrastinate my episodes too. <laughs> They are not regularly released, but Amen. I'm working on that, people. Amen. I am working on regularly releasing them. Amen. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. Thank you for your time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. If you don't already, go follow our Instagram at in the highs dot in the lows. Um, I also now have a TikTok. Wow. And there's a bunch of videos of me in a giant pink cowboy hat walking up to people with a microphone. It's very fun. Um, I actually walked up to Leon and he lied about his name. Yeah. Just like Jesus would have. That was sarcastic. That was um, pure sarcasm. Um, yes, that was Jesus would never lie about his name. He'd just say I'm Jesus, and then that would be really fun. Um, but go follow both of those things. Follow us on whatever stream service you're listening to this on. Um, if you are on like Spotify and you're like oh, Ellie, I don't like using Spotify; it gives ads. I'm actually, also on YouTube, which yes. also gives ads. But um, and the Google Podcast and Pandora and Apple Let's and go. Amazon Let's go. and. Audible. Let's go. All the ones you can think of, I'm probably, this podcast. Are you on Apple Music? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is what I'm saying. It's say, like yes. separate, but yes. Um, yeah, so I'm on all of these things. So if you don't like listening to whatever you're listening to, go listen to it on there. Oh, yeah. Um, and then also, we have merch. I don't Ooh, know if you knew that. I did, did not you know, know that. I did yeah, not know you had no. merch. Um, so I have merch. Uh, it's all hand designed, all of the graphics on everything that is for this podcast I do myself. 
So um, it's all on there. I just came out with a shirt like last week. This wow. has Jesus's epic dog, Dude. and it's really cool. And I gotta I, buy some merch now. Yeah. So I highly recommend you go check that out. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I will see you whenever I record the next episode with Liz. <laughs> Alrighty. Bye now. <laughs>